This top 10 fantasy football receivers edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 a win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over/under game. Just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com/sgp. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store, where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Hey everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Football. Have we gotten to the bottom of the biggest mystery on the planet post July 4th? What's that? What day is the Hall of Fame game? <laughs> there is. <laughs> We're trying to set up an official countdown on the Hall of Fame game. Kramer and I both pretty. Um, <laughs> You know, well versed at using Google. I know how to use a computer, which um, you know, most people. separates me from some uh, some folks in the organization. And I, for the love of me, cannot figure out when the Hall of Fame game is. I'm pretty sure it's Thursday, August fifth, five p.m. But you go on the even on the Hall of Fame no, website, Sean, right, right then, right then, or Thursday, Thursday is August fourth at uh, five p.m. Pacific. But there's like numerous. Places that say six of uh, the August sixth that Saturday. I'm almost positive it's the fourth. The, the Thursday week, night football. There's some uh, media that are advertising the weekend is the fourth through the seventh. Yes, um, and, and it would be odd if the game was the first. But thing even they did. even on the Pro Football Hall of Fame games uh, website, you know what? I think this was okay. So it was they still have last year's time up. That's why this is really confusing. Okay, so I. We're locking it in as Thursday, August fifth. But one of the major media uh, networks has the sixth. So uh, <laughs> again, it, it's there. There's a lot of ins, a lot of outs. But, uh, but you know, we're going to be picking that. We pick all the NFL games against the spread. After all, it is the National Football League. Uh, Ryan, uh, this is hilarious because I'm on a. Uh, so Thursday, August fourth. <laughs> Thursday, August fourth is what we're locking it in. Hall of Fame games coming. Get down on all the NFL futures. Win totals are up over at WinBet. We're going to be uh, breaking those down coming up in our preseason previews. There's a uh, player props for yardage, including some quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Mahomes, bunch of a uh, bunch of big name guys there. Getting so much action over on WinBet, and of course. You're grinding it out. MLB, WNBA, golf, NASCAR. They got it all, man. They got you covered. 
and the ultimate fantasy football experience for every $500 you bet between now and the end of July. Uh, you can be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football experience at the Encore Beach Club. Two nights stay at the Wind Resorts for you and your entire league. I cannot stress this enough. Your entire league, multiple entries are allowed. Download that WinBet app or visit WINBet.com. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough room is available. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem, call 1 800 4700. Graham dog. Let's do it. Talk receivers. Uh, I would even go as far to say there are, there are some places that you can wager on a game that may have it listed as August six. So I, I think there is still, still some <laughs> controversy. Well, to, the, I think part of it that's throwing people off is the hall of fame's website has last year's date and time. And one of the times they have listed is 1am <laughs> to 4am for the start. Uh, that's a, di- that's the uh, furry festival, Sean. That's a different event. All right. Number 10. Let's do it. Um, I, we we discussed this before uh, before going live. We were talking about uh, do I have Michael Pittman in my top ten? Yes. I ended up leaving him out. Okay. Um, As did I. I. I do think the volume is there, and you always make fun of me, but I I I will I will tell you this, Sean. He's number twelve on my list. <laughs> oh, Sean. you didn't go eleven. You well, didn't give yourself the eleven cop out, Ryan. Eleven's another guy that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Probably a hot take for having him outside my top ten, but. Inside my top ten, uh, this might also be a little hot, but I'm gonna start off with T. Higgins. Mm. I'm extraordinary. Listen, I so badly wanted to throw Gabe Davis in here and have a whole conversation about that. That felt a little hot. I went, I went J.K. Dobbins as, I'm, of course, you probably listened to our running back preview. Yep. That felt a little warm. This is less warm, but T. Higgins number ten because I'm absolutely gonna draft T. Higgins. In 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 the in the third round, and I, I think right now, what are we thinking for our our top our, our number ten receiver? Do we think he's being drafted in the third round somewhere? So yeah, right now lo- would would love to end up with T Higgins, probably more so, and we'll we'll get to this later, more so than I'll I'll end up with Jamar Chase when it shakes out. But I just you know he, this offense is only going to get better. I think they're only going to lean more towards the pass. Uh, again, we we unpacked the fact that they were quite a run-heavy team last yeah, year. Yeah. And I think anyone with with a sense of the weapons on the field will say, "Hey, you know, maybe this is a team we should be spreading the ball out a little bit, let letting Joe Burrow go to work. Hey, we repaired the offensive line. They should be better at pass blocking." So I, again, T Higgins in the 10 spot more so to highlight a guy that I think I'm going to be overweight on. And again, I think we saw some of the we see some of the numbers with the Jamar Chase deep ball regression, just overall scoring. Right, T. Higgins might be the better NFL receiver when his career is over because of what he can do physically. Uh, I think from a durability standpoint, not to suggest that Jamar Chase is soft or weak or anything, but T. Higgins is just a grown man, and I think the fact that he's well, the number- T. Higgins doesn't seem baffled by the uh, stripe on the stripe not being on the ball. Remember those reports? Like, oh wow, yeah, Jamar Chase not working out. Can't and, can't figure out how to catch a ball. And I and I think if there's a guy who could randomly kind of. Uh, usurp the number one on his own team because he's, uh, you know, he's been in the league a little bit longer. He's a, he's a dominant 23% target share. Uh, 
again, like there, there's there, the, the fact that, it, you know, Jamar chase loses a little bit of that deep ball uh, pizzazz and T Higgins just steps up because he's consistent. He could be the number one guy in his team and I'm not ranking it that way, but I think T Higgins has to be a guy you're targeting in the third round period. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, he's number 11 on my list. No, no, just no, outside. You no, you didn't get your, put your oven mitt on Ryan, on. but can we get a pre I look right to the camera when I deliver my number 10 fantasy football receiver, Gabriel Davis of your Buffalo bills. Ryan said that oven was too hot. Not for old Sean green. I saw what Gabe Davis did the last time he was on the field. How is this guy? How are people more not drafting him? Even on recency buys the last time he was on the field, eight catches, 201 yards, four touchdowns. Yes, D- please. Is still on the team. I, I mean, again, it's the similar listen, argument. Listen to these. Okay, so you lose, um, you lose, uh, you lose Cole Beasley. Yeah, more targets and and more es- targets and especially, uh, you know, especially the Bills. Who else did they lose? The um, I'm blanking on his name. Cole, Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. Manny Sanders. Manny Sanders, Manny as you Sanders call both him. gone. Jameson Crowder comes in. So whatever, I think there is professional old guy, low a dot, not going to, not going to compete with Gabe Davis for targets. No, no. And I think Gabe Davis is going to have more targets. The bills like to favor veteran receivers. He's been building this, this um, connection he has with Josh Allen. You look at the last six games, Ryan, Gabe Davis averaged 19.8 fantasy points per game in full point PPR, which is what my list is based off 16.0 expected fantasy points per game. And running around on eighty-eight percent of the dropbacks, um, so it's clear to me the Bills are all in on Gabe Davis, and and also too, like if you believe Sean McDermott at all when he's saying they want to run uh, run Josh Allen less, which I don't completely believe, but maybe even that uh, increases his workload slightly. So the, I mean, you know, the sky is the ceiling, as they say, for Gabe Davis. Or whatever Michael Jordan said, uh, I, I really am high on Gabe Davis. I'm going to own a ton of Gabe Davis shares. I wonder, do you have, do you have digs in your top ten? I was going back and forth on oh, this. I considered leaving digs out, but uh, I do have digs in my top ten because I I was going back and forth to what you did, where you have two bangles in your top ten. I was crunching the numbers and I thought to myself, can a Offense really support two top ten fantasy receivers, and I do think the Bills this year can. We should so I have al- Stefan Diggs slightly higher. We should also remind people: a yes, full point PPR. Apologies for not hitting that at the top of the show. Um, Sean must have missed it in the notes. Uh, but also, I, I it's important to note that if you are playing best ball, the championship week will feature a game between the Bills and the Bengals. Yes, which like you you didn't need an excuse to draft more Bills or Bengals, but just a reminder. Also, the championship week for redraft. So you know if you want to make sure that you're you're coming in. I know you got to get there and all that jazz. Obviously, these these offenses project to be good. That's why you might do that. But yeah, I mean it's a good transition because I in do in playing the either or game. I I found myself uh, putting Tyreek Hill. Back into my top ten, right here at number nine, and at, at this one is a this is setting this is a great debate at number nine. Keep going with your Tyree well because Hill. I started my uh, 
my start was do I take Steph Diggs or do I take Tyreek Hill? That's where I started Tyreek mm. Hill. Didn't even consider the guys above. And and for very clearly, because of the offense, I'm a little worried because of Gabe Davis. I also have Gabe Davis high. He's my he's 13 for me. And it means it means that Steph Diggs has to maintain what he did last year. Like the step back last year is going to be something that maybe is more consistent. I do think he scores more because like you said, they run Josh Allen less, but getting back to the guy we're talking about Tyree kill number nine. Why number nine? Because there's no way I'm taking him over any of them. The eight guys I got, I got above them purely because of the offense. I think this is an offense that's going to want to play horizontally, run the ball, establish the run. And I think Tyree kill could run into a problem where, although he's saying Patrick Mahomes, not as accurate as Tua, that's a strange way to compliment a quarterback. First of all, <laughs> you're not saying his arm's stronger. You're not, you're not saying he's smarter. He's more at You're saying he's more accurate. Feels like a cop out to me. That, the girl's got a great sense of humor. Who gives a shit? All right. Tyree kill. That was forced. I do think Tyree Kill is still going to do stuff. I still think he's going to get into volume. Jalen Waddle is not a guy who I'm going to even flirt with the top ten. Well, Ryan, perfect transition to my number nine uh, receiver, Jalen Waddle. Now, the, it, Tyree Kill did not make my top ten because again, Tyree Kill lives on the deep ball. He lives on explosive plays. Now, maybe can, can I let me just finish my sure. point then? Because while I don't think he's a more accurate guy, which would maybe benefit Waddle. I do think Tua actually throws a decent deep ball. I don't. It, it's just not super accurate. You don't need to be accurate with Tyree Kill. <laughs> you just need to throw it up in the air. And I, I honestly think Tyree Kill is going to be good for Tua's deep ball. And it's the reason I put Tyree Kill in the top ten because I think off a of play action, Tyree Kill is so dynamic and fast that if Tua can just launch it, there are going to be a solid eight to ten touchdowns right there. Period. I do think they're going to be able to do that. They're going to play defense. They're going to be able to run a little play action. I think Tyree Kill is going to be one of those guys where when he doesn't score as a top ten guy, it's going to look ugly. Jalen Waddle might be the more consistent play week to week, but I think Tyree Kill's ceiling is going to be when he pops, it's going to be 25, 28. It's going to be those, you know, five catch, two touchdown games. I I, I truly believe this. So I'm playing again. Full point PPR. Maybe you can argue Jalen yeah. model, which and, is what you're doing. But Tyree kills touchdown ceiling off of what Tua's inaccurate, strongly thrown deep ball. I, I that's the strangest thing about the compliment is Tua's not an accurate guy. He does have a strong arm though. It just takes a while for his arm to get through the motion. The one thing he did well, I thought coming out of college was sling a deep ball. It's just a slow ass release and he's not accurate. So for Tyree kill to say he's accurate. Well, yeah, again, I, if it's not accurate, I don't think it's a good deep ball. But I, I think with Tyree Kill, you have a little bit more wiggle room because he's so fucking fast. If you can get it down the field. All right. I disagree. I think the fact anyway. that he struggles with the deep ball is <laughs> going to cause Tyree Kill not to put up those godly numbers. We both have a two receiver in the top ten. Just for the record. Well, yeah, and again, <laughs> this is full point PPR. I'm gonna put in a guy like Jalen Waddle that broke Inquan Bolden's rookie reception record. Mm. Tua likes to check down. He likes easy stuff underneath. I mean, you saw that whole offense. Like uh, McDaniel, it, it, he's coming from where? San Francisco. Yeah. 
it's it's about high completion stuff. It's not about like these crazy deep balls to Tyree Kill. Now, and I think Tyree Kill, he's gonna be he's gonna be getting his cardio in this season because he's gonna be running fly patterns down the line, and he's gonna create open opportunities for Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, who I wasn't as high on, I thought he would have a slow start because the ankle stuff. But uh, I was wrong. He hit the ground running. Numbers He's were a good. PPR machine. I mean, he had 106 catches last year, or sorry, 104 catches on 140 targets. I think, I think he could beat both those numbers, and even six touchdowns. His yards per target not great, 7.3. But that's that's what you're dealing with mm. in the two offense. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, he's not going to get there uh, rushing. Or sorry, like you know, yards. Who gets the handoff? Who gets the San Francisco off? Like the the handoff. Uh, does does Tyree Kill go to work? And also, just sidebar, Tyree Kill getting a massive contract in Miami. Is that a problem? I think I think we might see a a cheetah that uh you know puts down a, has spent a little time on the beach sunning himself. Sean, we catching a couple marks. I mean, Ryan. I don't. We wanna- hung out. I don't want to blow not, up his spot, but he. No, I, I actually disagree because I don't want to blow up his spot. But he had a team around him. That that tells me he understands he's a professional athlete. He had a team around him protecting him <laughs> from the professionals. You saw it. It was it was a a high he did have a uh, offensive line that was preventing him. the the random pros from sneaking in and getting too close to Tyreek. Maybe Tyreek knows that he can't control himself and he's got to keep himself in a bubble. I saw it. When to come. I saw it in person. I believe he will have a similar strategy on the beaches of Miami, and I I think Tyreek Hill is a bargain right now going in the third round. Bargain. I, How many shares of Tyreek Hill do you have in best ball round? I have a couple. Okay. I would say um uh, you know I, I would be I would be looking to be uh, on on uh, on par with what what you know. Hit, I'm not going to be overweight on Tyree kill, but I'm not going to avoid him. I've drafted him on the, on the, on the best ball shows. I think you probably don't draft him as much because you don't want to have two in your stack. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, that's the reason to like him. I'm a garbage quarterback stacker. You know that premium stacks haven't been my thing. I don't feel like you have much Tua though. Maybe I've blacked it out. It could be you. You've been more of the Tua off season hunk. All right. DJ Moore, number eight. Okay. Yeah, again, um, I definitely considered him. He's my number eleven. Had to sneak in. <laughs> had to Sorry, am I stealing your bitch. bit? Uh, he had to be in my top ten just because of his production. Uh, just when he when his offense. Well, I mean, he's been in. Would you say maybe the worst overall quarterback scenario in the league over the last couple of years? And all he's done is produce. And so QB proof. I mean, again, if Jimmy G ends up at um, this is a great question. If Jimmy G ends up in Carolina, which it seems like that's the only chair available for him. And again, if I'm, um, you know, if I'm the Panthers, I'm definitely taking a shot on Jimmy G. You think uh, that's an upgrade? Upgrade from <laughs> Sam Darnold. I mean, what do you think happens to DJ Moore's ADP if Jimmy G goes up there? It has to jump up by a decent amount, right? I mean, we're looking at a guy that's just being drafted comically late. And, you know, you look at the numbers from last year, he sits right next to Justin Jefferson, Steph Diggs, Devontae Adams in targets. He, he I mean, Cooper Cup aside, because he was so far outside outside the the realm of normal. Deontay Johnson was number two, 169 targets last year, which you would say Big Ben fed the shit out of him, yes. right? Uh DJ Moore, 163. 
from a collection of dog shit quarterbacks. Yeah, and there's there's very much a world where um you know, he could be uh he had seven he, targets was his basement. Carolina could have a bad defense again. They could be playing catch up a lot. They will uh, I I mean, I think if you're going to spotlight a team that is going to fill up the 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 stat sheet with garbage, I would put Carolina near the top of that list. Yeah. And so, you know, that you see it, right? They have a top 10 running back, they have a top 10 I wide do think Jimmy G kind of changes things, and and maybe ultimately it, it it would just have a net neutral impact on DJ Moore's fantasy because who's I think the, who's the number two receiver? We joked about this, but it's Robbie Anderson. Well, it's probably Christian and, McCaffrey. But oh uh, yeah, there you go. And he's going in like the uh, Terrace Marshall, Christian or Robbie Anderson are both being drafted in, in like the 18th round. Yeah, or going undrafted in these best ball drafts. So I, you know, to me that tells you what you have uh, probably a guy who's going to get 30% target share in, in a situation where they're going to be chasing a lot. He's going to be going against DBs that maybe aren't going 110% at, at the end of some of these games. I, I think Gar, yeah. Gar, the garbage King DJ Moore, number eight on my list, he not was, in your top 10, number no. 11, huh? Yeah, I, I definitely thought about him. It, some of these, especially in the bottom half, it's, it's tough making that cut. I also briefly considered putting um, another quarter or another receiver who, and and maybe ten or top ten would have been a stretch. But Brandon Cooks, man, Ryan, as as a team who as a Texan stand, you got to look at Brandon Cooks. The guy just keeps putting up thousand yard receiving years year after year after year, and you know decent touchdowns as well. I I think he's kind of an interesting and maybe we hit we on him in the, in the sleeper segment. My number eight receiver, Keenan Allen. I, I briefly went back and forth, either him or Mike Williams. You know, there's some numbers. This is a hot take, I think. Really? That I, Keenan I, Allen's top ten? I don't I mean, let me do you have the ADB ADP number? I'll look up ADP real quick. I but, have the uh expert rankings and they have uh Keenan Allen number nine. Really? Okay. So I, I saw uh, you know a number But I feel like in our best ball drafts he hasn't been treated like that. I feel like I was looking at uh Silva's stuff and he might have him like 20th or, or maybe in the, in the teens, right around Mike. I think a lot of people have him next to Mike Williams. Cause they're not sure who's going to like, yeah. if this is going to be a step forward year for Mike. It, Williams. it certainly could be. And I guess that would be the concern. Uh, again, I have Mike Williams, number 11, uh, Keenan Allen. He caught a, a hundred plus passes for the fifth straight season. And he finished as receiver uh, 14 overall in fantasy points per game, uh 22% target share, 12 red zone targets, six touchdowns. I again in full point PPR, I still think he's very much a dog and Justin Herbert's guy. And uh yeah, I mean, you know, the the case against him is pretty obvious. It's um, you know, it's it's that uh he's getting old and getting up there, but uh, 157 targets last year. That's insane. I, I feel like I've been drafting Keenan Allen in the third round for the last like 20 years. How do you not you can't construct a Fantasy top ten wide receivers list and not include a charger. What are you? Uh, yeah, you. It's not. It's just not smart. I mean, honestly, you could probably argue putting them at nine ten. It, it makes more sense. Who else is going to really catch the ball? I know there's Palmer. I know there's some other third guys, Kate some tight Guyton. ends. Uh, uh, the the former uh, Ram slash uh, Seahawk. I'm blanking on his name. The tight end, Sean. That. 
he's there's just not a lot of guys to take the target. So to set to to see a lot of these top ten lists or these rankings where these guys are both outside the top ten. I mean, from an ADP perspective, we're talking currently on at twenty eight is where Keenan Allen's going. Again, that's a third round receiver. That's crazy. Mike Williams is going lower than that, I believe. I, I just. I don't buy it. Uh, part of why I have him seven, Sean, is okay. because I think it's more of just the statement. I know you were Team Keenan Allen. I, I ha- in the FFPC, I feel like every year I I am faced with a decision where it's like, do I take Keenan Allen again in the third round? Yeah. Because, well, what does he do? He just shows up, goes to work, and 157 targets. Again, he was 12 off the pace of Deontay Johnson. If you exclude Cooper Cup's ridiculous year, he was averaging 10 targets a game. In that offense, I, I get it. Mike Williams might catch the ball down the field more, but I, I still think there's going to be those games where Mike Williams misses and Keenan Allen just chugs along. I mean, target distribution throughout the season 13, 18, 12, 11, 9, 5, bye week, 11, 13, 11, 13. Yeah, I mean, 10, you're getting eight. double digit targets every game. It, How do you just, not, in a high powered offense, in a, and we talked about Herbert, how he had 38 touchdowns last year. What's not to think he's going to put up like mid forties this year and for th- and where are those touchdowns are going to go? You know, Keenan's going to get some of those. And for the same reason, I mean, maybe this, this is the argument against me having Tyree kill in here, but for redraft, like again, like you might not be playing for the ultimate ceiling and consistent consistency might be a little bit more important. I mean, to, to, to have guys like DJ Moore and Keenan Allen sitting outside a lot of people's top tens to me just feels silly. I mean, DJ Moore is going 47th ADP. Yeah. That's fourth round almost. T. Higgins, 33. I mean, to your point, Jalen Waddell, 39. These guys are ultimate values, if you believe us. Number seven for you? Oh, that was your number seven. Oh, sorry. I, I kind of, in my head, we were still discussing my eight. Well, Keenan Allen, your eight, seven. my seven. Yeah. Perfect uh, my, transition. My number seven almost is almost like we planned it. Is Stefan Diggs. Again, I I wanted to go super nuclear on the hot take and and have Davis um, above Diggs, which I think is in the range of um, expected potential outcomes here. But Diggs, you look at the he had the most red zone targets in the NFL during the regular season, uh, twenty five compared to the the guy in second place, Justin Jefferson, six more than Justin Jefferson. And you want to talk about Justin Jefferson? He was only one of two receivers to hit over two thousand air yards. Him and Jefferson. Uh, he didn't have quite as good of year as he had that first year. But I and I do think again, I, I'm high on Gabe Davis. I think he's going to eat in a little bit to uh, Stefan Diggs's production. I mean, his first year with the Bills, he had 127 catches, uh, only eight touchdowns. Last year, 103 touchdown or catches, ten touchdowns. You know his catch percentage still super high. His his yards per target has kind of fallen off a little bit, which usually if you're if you're watching some of this stuff could be a sign uh, that they're slowing down. I don't necessarily think that's the case with Stefan Diggs. He did go from nine point two to seven point five um, yards per target, so it's something to keep an eye on. But again, I I felt weird leaving him out. Um, yeah, just because he's so good and and Josh Allen clearly. Has a has a real real connection with him. So, Stefan Diggs is uh, yeah number seven on my list, Ryan. I mean, he, where's Stefan Diggs on your list? Well, I mean, we can we can talk about it right okay, now. Okay, it's gonna be he's number six. Oh, perfect timing. Um, 
I the case for him being higher is everything you described about his usage in the red zone, his usage in, in the high value area. I mean, he had 10 touchdowns, right? Even though he took a step back in a lot of some of those um, you know, deeper how far down the field are you seeing the ball? How many targets are you getting getting relative to your teammates? He definitely took a, a, a step back, but he did he took a step forward in his usage in the red zone. And if you believe that they're gonna take away some of the Josh Allen usage. Yeah. Or, and maybe and yeah, I I'm still a little but like, for me, on the fence on that, but Yeah, honestly, for me, the reason why Steph Diggs is six is again they are changing offensive coordinators and there there could be a I mean, there there is certainly no, I, love for Gabe Davis, and maybe yeah. there is a difference in how they start calling games, or may, maybe they do end up using the shit out of Dawson Knox or uh, Jamison Crowder or, or the running backs, right? Cook is coming into the fold and he could create a situation where he's sneaking some targets away. So like I said earlier, I think this Steph Diggs taking a step back in his overall usage in the team is probably real and here to stay. I think the area where I think it sticks around is the red zone stuff. So relying on touchdowns from one of these elite guys is a, it's harder to keep him up near the top. Uh, but again, if this offense doesn't take a step back, you can't not have a Bills receiver in the top ten, probably near the top five. I've taken him in the first round in some of these best balls, but lately playing the either or game, Sean, I, I had he fell to sixth. So unfortunately, I like Dog. Steph Diggs. I like how much he loves being in Buffalo. There is something cool about that. Yeah, These him, t- him and Josh fights and although his brother seems like a tool in Dallas, we got to <laughs> sort that out. Uh, number six for me. Give me f- newly minted Philadelphia Eagles. AJ no, Brown. No, you don't have AJ. Where do you have AJ Brown? Eleven. Uh, he actually seventeen in the expert rankings. Actually, eighteen. He's, he's ranked number eleven. I I I think the Eagles are going to be thrown more. I think he's the clear. You know that's wrong. Number one receiver, and I think the yards after catch. Here's here's the case against, or the at least the case most people use against AJ Brown is oh he's he has Jalen Hurts throwing to him blocker. He's a he was brought in to block right run, he, run first I mean, off. He is <laughs> a I you know birds are um, firsthand reporting from the Diehard Eagles <laughs> podcast by uh, Rob okay. who went to the uh, charity softball game where. Oh. Jalen Hurts uh, did win MVP for a walk-off home run. That makes sense. And he saw That's AJ. The kind of thing that he would do. He saw AJ Brown in person, and he said, "Seeing this guy in person, holy shit, this dude <laughs> is massive." Yeah. I mean, we haven't had an athlete like uh, this at the receiver position since Terrell Owens. Yeah. And, and and Devonta Smith had a great year. I think he's going to have a very good year as the number two. But AJ might really Brown, help him. Honestly, what's up? It might really help him. Who? Devonta Smith. Like I, I don't I, I actually think it's kind of one of those weird situations where AJ Brown's existence makes Smith more appealing to me. Uh especially with fantasy value. No, like, and, I and think it, he could outproduce him, honestly. Well, and there's a, there's, there's a, some chemistry there. There's a world where well, and you want to talk about chemistry. AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts are long time they they've admitted they're best friends. Oh my God. So they're putting in the work oh, after hours. Look at you. They're, uh, uh, right. As the league, the turns. locker room narrative is real. I mean the, to me, everyone's knock is, Oh, Jalen hurts. Isn't a, isn't a quarterback you can rely on to deliver fantasy targets to receivers, which I, I understand that. 
But I would say, <laughs> I no, I I'm his my, ceiling is very my, low. My counter to that is AJ Brown's yards after the yeah. catch are going to pad his numbers. I think Look, Deva- it's I think frustrating because Howie generally under have has an understanding of how the team needs to be built. I mean, you so often in unsuccessful franchises see the clear disconnect between the guy building the team and the coach who's going to play the football. And so clearly, this was there are other receivers out there. Clearly, this was targeted a because they're BFFs and b because of the kind of also because of the kind of player AJ Brown I, is. And AJ Brown, I I would say this with some receivers and it's true. It's not as much true for other receivers. When AJ Brown went to the Titans or sorry, when Ryan Tannehill went to the Titans, he got better, right? Obviously much better player for the Titans than he was for the dolphins. I think a lot of, a lot of it was the scheme. A lot of it was the run support and play action coaching. off of the running game with Derrick Henry coaching. Yep. But I do think AJ Brown, a guy with a massive catch radius helps a quarterback's confidence helps, helps just overall catch percentage. And I think he's going to be uh, a sneaky PPR machine, AJ Brown. Okay. All so right, well, and, I, I, and I think Devonta could be used more for the deep ball stuff, honestly. Hmm. And and AJ That's Brown, funny. they're going to set him up for nice yak situations, yards after catch. I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, yeah, as much as yeah. I don't like it uh, as a fan and eye test, I wouldn't be surprised if they use AJ Brown as a bubble screen stuff because that dude is a, a tough guy to take down. And you would just want to figure out ways to get the ball in his hand. So that's again an easy way to rack up some PPR points. Speaking of PPR, hopefully you got your uh, fantasy league going over on uh, Sleeper. I know we are uh, knee deep, waist deep in our uh, dynasty draft over on Sleeper. But while we're doing that, I, I check out the draft and then I immediately click over to the over under tab where you can win cold hard cash every day grinding out these MLB player props. You can win anywhere from two X all the way to 20 X the money you put in. And again, uh, if you go to the link sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone, um, first off, they'll match your deposit up to $100 and you join our sleeper chat where you can copy our picks. You can fade our picks again, tag me in the sleeper squad chat at Shanti green with a uh, play that you think's really good. If it hits, I'll also throw in a SGPN sweatshirt from the newly launched merch store. So much free stuff. I mean, God, we're, we're pretty awesome, but get that hundred percent deposit bonus. You owe it to yourself. And if you're in a state where um, you might not have access to this, normally sleeper is active in a ton of states. So highly recommend checking them out. Sleeper.com slash SGP terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. Kramer, you're up to five, right? Uh, I am. A, I need to give out my fifth. Yeah, Steph okay. Diggs was six. What do you got for fifth? Mine might be kind of hot. What my so wait? You're not. You're passing on your fifth to see what I'm giving at. You, you're also on five. Yeah. Yeah. I, either way. Okay. I was. I was offering you the chance to lead. All right. Uh, my number five, Cooper Cup. Now. Uh, Whoa. Play the buzzsaw. The, the, oh do the analog, analog bugs. Ding. Wow. First off, Ryan, did you know uh, Allen Robinson is uh, is younger than Cooper Cup? Is that does that not kind of blow your mind? A little bit. In, in my head, Cooper Cup will, is. He went kind, to FCS school. No, but in my mind, Cooper Cup's kind of this young guy, and really, a lot of it is just because he had this 
insane outlier of a um of a season. He had this crazy year and I I think it's going to regress. I'm and no knock on him. He was he was in the mix for MVP and a lot of that was massive volume because Robert Woods went out. Like if Robert Woods doesn't get injured, does Cooper Cup have this insane season? I think maybe a, a very good season, but you know, receptions alone, like I just don't think you're going to get there when you when you have someone competing when for targets. When did Robert Woods go out? Do you do you know what week? It was very early on in the season. Just look at look at Cooper Cup's career. 62 catches, 40, 94, 92, 145. Same with the yardage. Uh, 869, 566, 1161, 16. I think he's gonna have a very good year, but I think it's gonna be like nine touchdowns, you know, twelve hundred yards, a hundred and ten catches. I think they brought in Allen Robinson to eat up a lot of that, um, a, a lot of those opportunities that you know Odell Beckham had. Again, he he, and maybe five is too low and too hot, but I I just don't see him having that same outlier of a year. I think he has something, probably splitting the difference between what he did in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, which to me puts him probably in the you know five to three range and. Since I'm a hot take machine, I'll put him at five. I thought I was going to be hot putting putting him not number one. Okay. Uh, I, here's the concern, though. I I think Allen Robinson has been a guy that people keep expecting him to just be good, and he like what's the problem? So for him, to, like I think there's I I guess I say that to say there there's still a, a pretty easy path for Cooper Cup to have a massive target share. Yeah, well, and and so here's what I would say. And he also his his usage around the red zone. I, I mean, I think Allen Robinson is going back to a 2019 2020 type year where he had where also again you have Cooper Cup playing aside from you, which should help Allen Robinson. You have a quarterback that's much better. Again, most of his issues last year were. Um, you know, a combination of the quarterback issues. You have a rookie quarterback, you have quarterbacks who suck and he was pretty injured. So again, like if he can get back, not even all the way to what he did in 2020, which was 102 catches, six touchdowns, 1250, that's, that's gotta impact Cooper cup. Like there's just so much you can do. And I also, I don't think Stafford's going to throw for 45 passing touchdowns again this year. I think we could well, see that, more in the, the running word. game. And I think everything kind of broke right for the Rams. Uh, offensively last year. I think they'll still be good offensively, but not, I mean, Cooper cup and Matt Stafford both had career years. And if you're putting Cooper cup at number one, you're essentially saying, I think Matt Stafford and Cooper cup are going to both have career years again, almost. And I, I don't just see that happen in back-to-back years. I, I certainly think the touchdown regression is, is fair. I mean, he, you know, you're talking 16's insane to me. Yeah. I mean, but he still is, he still gets such a massive volume. And I think, no, and he has a connection with Stafford and, and maybe that's, maybe he gets another 130 catches, but I, I think they brought in Allen Robinson for a reason. And I think he's going to eat up some of those Cooper cup targets. Cause again, like those other, those previous years, some of it was Jared Goff sucks and they, he didn't have that connection with cup, but a lot of it was how, you have guys like Robert Woods. How many points do you think he outscored? The second wide receiver. Oh, 
probably by like an insane amount. That's why I don't think he almost a hundred points. Yeah. So if he regresses, he has to regress like four fantasy points a game. Five. <laughs> it's insane. So I, I think yeah. I mean I I don't he's I don't almost, think that's crazy. He has to regress a, almost a touchdown a game. <laughs> four points per game. Well, again, he he had sixteen touchdowns, so he essentially averaged a touchdown. Yeah. So let's say he let's say he gets ten touchdowns per game and or ten touchdowns for the season instead of sixteen, and let's say he loses two to three catches per game. That, that's kind of what I'm. You want to you want a fun nugget uh, of the five wide receivers that have caught sixteen touchdowns or more. They averaged a six point six the following season. Two hey. of them, Devonte Adams and Randy Moss, were able to go back to double digits. So. You know, is he Devontae I mean, Adams or Randy Moss? Probably <laughs> not. Yeah. But he's also, you know, you watch you you watch anything about him or read anything about him. This is not a dude who's gonna be affected by the money. I know everyone's affected by the money. It doesn't seem like he's gonna be super affected by the money. And I think Stafford understands that he's old. And while I think there there has to be a little bit of a hangover here, this team understands the window's small. And so Obviously, he he has to come back to earth a little bit, and that's why I have him number two, Sean. So I love the, I love that you dropped him to five, throwing some serious shade to FCS great all time great Cooper. I, Cup. Yeah, I like Cooper Cup. He's a Grateful Dead fan. I am it, also a dead. This fan. is weird. You're repping a a dead shirt and shitting on Cooper Cup. All I, again, time. I don't think so. You're Ryan, never gonna draft Cooper Cup. Well, uh, I would say <laughs> there are there are probably I. Looking at my portfolio, I probably want to round it out with some Ram stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's probably some times where I'll I'll snag Cooper Cup, but uh, I it's not going to be like one of my favorite stacks. Got it. Because of how high you have to draft it. Fair. I mean, I would take uh, he's he's going neck and neck with Jonathan Taylor, or you know Najee Harris, who as we mentioned on the running back show, I think I'm pretty high on. Hey, we got a new sponsor, Dave. You know, it sucks being short on cash, whether you're trying to get a, a couple gallons in your tank or go to a wedding. You don't want to be that guy who shows up at the wedding, have no gift. I've been that guy before. It's not somewhere where you want to be or you unexpected medical bill, car repairs. I remember when I had a uh, really crappy car, shout out to my 91 Ford Escort station wagon. You get hit with a Oh, you got to replace a head gasket totally destroys your financial plans and you need a couple extra bucks. Well, thankfully uh, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it again, hindsight's 2020 and you can't change the past. But again, what if you could get a little help from your future self, borrow a little cash from your buddy, Dave, that's right. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, need some extra help, consult your buddy Dave. Just download Dave, uh, D-A-V-E, and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account. Get up to five hundred dollars instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com/legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you.
All right, you ready for my number five? I thought my number five was going to be hot. Jamar Chase. Uh, kind of had to do this because wow, I have. I have that's T- hot, right? I have T. H- well, I have T. Higgins at ten. It doesn't make sense. You can't have T. H- just like you had Steph Diggs where you did. You can't yeah. really have a guy in the top three if you think his teammates also going to be top ten. It's just it, there's just not enough to go around. Yep. Especially when you know Mixon sitting there as a top ten running back. So Jamar Chase, the case against. Well, last year, where did he finish? He finished fifth, and he had crazy efficient deep ball stuff, uh, touchdowns. I know he's a rookie. I know there's a step forward. He's uh, an interesting case because, like, there was a lot of outlier stuff at the end, but also, like, the guy was drafted so high. He has the pedigree. They have the connection. To only, your point, only eighteen more targets than T. Higgins, and this is yeah. my, this is the case back towards why, like, they were a run first team last year, sneaky uh, or low key, as the kids would say. This year, I I don't think they're going to be a clear run first team, and I I do think that the case for T Higgins seeing more targets makes so much sense to me. I do think you're going to key in on Jamar Chase because of how he can beat you and how he can take the t- you know the quote quote unquote top off your defense. And when that happens, I mean, you look at Jamar Chase's game log. You know he he's not seeing volume targets throughout, and and you know when you look at his click it and bring it up here. But when you look at his actual game log, this is a guy that was, you know, he had some, some moments of inconsistency. I mean, week 15, you're in the playoff, Sean, 1.3 points. That's unacceptable. I know he went off for 55 in the championship week, but I, I think, uh, I think the case why you're not taking Jamar chase number two after Jonathan Taylor goes or whoever the consensus number one is by the time we get to August is, is simply, he only saw 128 targets last year and he only saw 18 targets more than his teammate. And I, I think at the end of the day, if that flips this year, I'm not going to be surprised. So I had to drop Jamar chase a little bit. I, I do have a little bit in best ball. I, I failed on getting the Jamar chase T Higgins, <laughs> Joe Burrow stack your, because fuck Darrow. This but, is your daily Darrow reference. But I felt when I got down to the the nitty gritty of making a list, I, I ended up finding myself selecting other dudes over him, and and some of it was just I I was I I need more uh, of some of these other guys in my life. Yeah, um, I I'll just go where I have Jamar Chase. I am number two. Hmm. Um, Interesting. We have Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase flipped. Yes. Uh, again, like. You know, he shattered a lot of uh, Justin Jefferson's uh, records yeah. for receiving yards by a rookie. Um, 18 point yards per reception, ranked second best in the NFL, only behind Debo Samuel, uh, which, again, uh, they don't have a quarterback, the 49ers. So I think that's, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to have the highest yards per reception uh, next year. Okay. And shout out to the uh, research team, AKA Michael. Um, Chase commanded a 27% target share when it mattered most, AKA during the preseason, a 5% increase from his regular season target share. So postseason, I, true. But He's, here's oh, you said preseason. Oh, sorry, postseason. I mean, we love preseason DFS. Yes, we will be grinding that out <laughs> for sure. But and and where I think that matters, and what I like to do when I project, in the same way I'm projecting Gabe Davis at top 10, which is considered super hot. Why, you know. The the Bengals were not on fire early on in the no. season. The offense really started cooking. They had a lot of success in the playoffs, getting to the Super Bowl. Those crazy uh, four touchdown games. A lot of it was more Jamar Chase. So to your point, 
you're right. The the target share was kind of closer to split, and that would be a, a point of concern. What I would lean into is when it mattered most, he was leaning to Jamar Chase more. So I think if you're Zach Taylor, and this sounds kind of obvious, but I think you look and go, you know what? We actually need more Jamar Chase this season. He only scored a touchdown in three of the eight games after the bye week. To your point, he kind of carried the, t- the offense early. But yeah. You know, if you remove some of his out, you know, his two touchdown, three touchdown uh, game after the bye, he, he really, you know, was not a consistent performer and was probably frustrating fantasy owners down the stretch. And again, if we end up with a situation when Jamar chase is good, but if we end up with a situation where T Higgins has more targets than Jamar chase, I wouldn't be surprised. So that's, that's, that's the case. Number four, Mike Evans. All right. So I've not been high enough on Mike Evans so far in the best ball season. The case for this is, is serious. I went into, I, I went into it. Chris Godwin. I'm now basically off my draft board because he I'm, I'm very worried about when he's coming back. Yeah. I, I think, think he's, to, to, I, su- to suggest that uh, a rookie Otten is going to be this like pass catching dynamo or a guy, uh, I'm bl- who's the other? Who's the Cameron Brait has not exactly been a no. successful uh, receiving threat for Tom Brady. Tyler Johnson, he's done it in small burst. I understand that maybe Tom Brady makes a phone call at some point, and brings in a you know Antonio Brown type cat <laughs> to be in his pool house and catch passes, but we got to get our shit going mentally. Godwin is definitely not going to be in the picture for a bit early, and. Mike, again, sometimes we forget the little details of greatness. Mike Evans got Johnny football quarterback in the fan control football league. Now drafted in the first round of the national football league. Mike Evans is going to catch a fuck ton of Pat. How, how much does Tom Brady like to throw around the red zone? Mike Evans is going to see a metric fuck ton. the, the, the Cooper cup jump to number one guy this year could very well be Mike Evans. Now, does Mike Evans need to say stay healthy? Obviously, but it, uh, we talk about the pass funnel. We talk about the, the how Tampa is pass first in every situation. No matter are they down, they're up. They could be up three touchdowns, down three touchdowns. They're passing the the football. And if Mike Evans is the dude this year. Sky's the limit. I, I I didn't hear you say his name, so I assume you don't have him in your top ten. You're completely wrong. Oh yes, I have yeah. him higher. I'll <laughs> save it, Ryan. You couldn't <laughs> be more wrong. I'll go to my number four receiver, and I agree with everything you say well, about Mike let, Evans. Let me finish my Mike. And Evans. I got more coming when I get to it. The last thing I'll say about Mike Evans is he did all of this only with a 16 percent target share last year, and, and he but he was eighth in points. And so uh, that might be a half point PPR uh, stat. I apologize, but if he doesn't have another guy, like he's a guy that you he doesn't really get doubled well. He's still big, he's still strong, and Tom Brady's still going to throw him. The, I think the biggest thing is he's going to get that Devontae Adams bump around the red zone. Like he's yeah. going to catch a lot of touchdowns this year. So all right, that was my number four guy. Who is your number four guy? Devontae Adams. Oh. Uh, very good situation for him. Can you know? Getting uh, reunited with his BFF Derek Carr, um, a healthy Devonte Adams has finished no worse than receiver five since 2018. Mm-hmm. Third in fantasy points per game, 
um, last year. He, he just seems like he's he's gonna be. They brought him there for a reason. I think McDaniel's is gonna go out of his way to feed him. They play in a dome uh, again. Like that just helps pad your stats. Why he are we? Why do we disrespect this guy again? What do you mean? Why, why are we? What do you mean? What do I mean? What does he do every year? Oh, he just produces. Just I mean, produces. And I I know some of that is him and Rodgers, but again, like. Remember that playoff game against the 49ers? Like there are games at the end of the season in cold weather that will impact the the Packers passing game that I think he's going to um make up for. Now last year he had 169 targets. Now, what's scary is because uh it, it why I wouldn't why he's not my number 1 is the target competition from Hunter Renfro which and Darren Waller, which I think is legit. Uh, I still think there's enough for Devonte Adams to eat. I, I think Renfro will be down. I think Waller will be up slightly because he was so low last year. But uh, yeah, I I do think you know Hunter Renfro, ton of easy catches uh, in that Raiders offense. We'll see. We'll see what McDaniel's offense changes for the dynamic. But again, this guy, you're not an idiot. You you give Devonte Adams the ball, he's gonna have a ton of easy looks, and yeah. Did you I give, really like Devonte Adams. Did you give out uh, Hunter Renfro's fantasy points position last year where he finished? No, PPR? I did not. 10th. Yeah, and that's cuz he was he the number 10 fantasy receiver. Hunter, three have catches. you seen the way this man looks? This is not a, a <laughs> physical specimen. This is not someone who He looks like a guy who, you know, uh Belichick would pick up at a lacrosse game and have him run slot receiver. So and I, I wouldn't be even be surprised if they move Devonte Adams around, create some opportunities for him. Again, I like Hunter Renfro. I don't think he's getting 103 catches this year. I just don't. I think the Renfro, Adams, Derek Carr, even Waller stacks that you can put together in best ball. Uh, those are some of my favorite stacks Ren- and relatively Ren- easy to get as long as you know you get Adams and everything else. You barely have to overdraft to get. I love Derek Carr. I'm I'm a lukewarm on Darren Waller. I like Hunter Renfro where he's being drafted. I'm not going to be overweight on him, but when it's the yeah. when the stack matters, but I like Derek Carr as my number 10 uh quarterback you because, gotta like to have Devontae because Devontae Adams. Adams is my number one wide receiver, Sean. He's done it before. I understand he's done it with Aaron Rodgers, but he's gonna do it with a quarterback that's gonna throw to him just as much. He literally brought his college buddy in. Where's your BFF talk now? Yeah. The, the locker room I narrative. You mentioned it, but Hunter Renfro was a stud in this offense. What do you think Devontae Adams is yeah. going to do? And you might argue, hey, Hunter, Hunter Renfro is a slot guy. Devontae Adams is a slot guy. The slot. How's the slot? That's what I said. I think they could move him around. I think they could play him in Their the slot. Their profiles, but but I think he's going to just take away from Hunter Renfro. I think this offense is going to be about Darren Waller and Devonte Adams. And I think Derek Carr is going to throw for 30 touchdowns because Devonte Adams is going to catch a shit ton of It'll touchdowns be the first around time in his career, but yeah, I, around I, the red zone. Yeah. And again, I, I don't have uh, Hunter Renfro uh, in my, inside my top 20, Sean, I, I will report that uh, he's way outside my top 11, but Devonte Adams is number one because this team is going to be passing. You noted it. They're in a dome. They're playing a bunch of teams that can put points up. They're going to be shootout city. They're going to be playing in high, high, uh, high point total games. And I think Devonta there's again, Devonta, you know, the guy who was uh, nearly a hundred points behind Cooper cup last year, it was Devonta Adams. Why do we sleep on this guy every year? I see guys put, I see people with him as low as nine. 
That's what insane. are you doing? That's insane. The more that I think about it, the more that I am going to be just sucking up all the Devonta Adams I can around the turn, late first, sometimes even in the early second. Absolute steal. We why are we're t- we we loved Jamar Chase because him and Joe Burrow went to college together. Why are we not loving Devonte Adams, a guy who has shown us he can be a number one receiver? Your love isn't enough, Sean. Yeah, right, number three. Number three. I think I think by process of elimination, we both have the same number three, Justin Jefferson. Yes. Yeah, I mean, most receiving yards in NFL history in the players' first two seasons. Um, excited about the offense because it's going to be more pass first pass friendly. Yeah. R- wide receiver four and fantasy points per game. Um, and Kirk cousins has low loves to just sling the rock around in, in garbage time. Yeah. 19 and a half points uh, per reception average there. And, and I think the Vikings defense could be worse and they could be throwing more. Oh, they'll um, definitely be worse. They lost Zimmer. Zimmer got the most out of his defensive players, especially the DBs. And, and Jefferson too, considering the the questions at quarterback. Apologies I, to Kirk. Um, you like that? You like that? But he's he's actually super consistent too. Which some of these some of these guys like Chase um, can be boom bust or at least were in their rookie year. Jefferson finished as a weekly top twenty wide receiver in seventy six percent of his game. While commanding the league's third highest target share and number one air yards share, so again, if if Kirk Cousins throw, is thrown down the field, it's probably to Justin Jefferson. The Thielen connection seems to be uh, growing less and less as Justin Jefferson establishes himself the, as a true alpha. And that that to me, Thielen is like a rich man's Hunter Renfro. You know what I mean? Okay. And so, in terms of the what the relationship could look like for Devonte Adams, I think we're some people are way overrating what Hunter Renfro is going to do. But yeah, Justin Jefferson, another nugget on their defense. Reason why, on top of the fact that Zimmer and his his coaching is gone, and his defense is always maximized what they had. Andre Patterson, who is according to most people in the NFL a dynamo defensive line coach, he left the Vikings. You're going to, you're going to laugh at me when I say where he's coaching now with the giants, but he let, he left the Vikings <laughs> and that they've always had a good defensive line, good pass rush. So, so to your point, if this is at all a team that's going to take a step back on defense and maybe allow teams to, to, to score a bit more, I Justin Jefferson in a, in a strange way feels like a very safe pick this year. Feels like his floor is high. His ceiling yeah. is high. I don't have enough of him because I just don't want to have a Kirk Cousins stack. But think about <laughs> what a fun Justin Jefferson, though. Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, whoever else it might be, the the tight end, all cheap. You can really snag the whole Vikings offense for for very little uh, equity in best ball. And and I think from a a week to week perspective in in redraft. You know, if the Vikings end up as one of the highest scoring teams, but also giving up some of the most points in the league, that, that kind of I could see it happen. Like the like Justin Fields is going to have a great game on the road in Minnesota, and you're gonna you're gonna be bra- when is that? I got to look <laughs> yeah. up the schedule now. But yeah, right, I mean, Ryan, while you're pulling up the schedule, I'm going to remind people to head over to ipvanish.com/sgp. Your lock when it comes to locking up your internet traffic. Again, you got passwords, all browsing history. There's a lot of people out there who want that. ISPs, hackers, all different sorts of uh, nefarious folks out there trying to get in to your um, your private internet activity. Uh, and and again, you can hide your location. 
It's great for using on a uh, streaming device like a Fire Stick. We use it here for God's Eye. There's plenty of reasons why you need to use a VPN, especially if you're traveling, you're on some sketchy Wi-Fi. IP Vanish, highly recommended. I use it. I trust it. IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use our promo code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. IPVanish.com slash SGP. 70% off and a free 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, Kramer. All right. You know, I forgot how fun these are because how you just get spicy. Very spicy, number one. Yeah, come on, man. But number two for me, just to recap, uh, if you weren't paying attention, that's uh, Cooper Cup. Um, Jamar Chase for you. And so, yeah, my number one was Devontae Adams. My number one? Yes. Mike Evans. Mm. The, you know, after crunching <laughs> the numbers, and you nailed it, the, the stat you had about he did all this last year on a 16% target share. Yeah. You're dramatically increasing his target share. Are you worried about Tyler Johnson stealing his red zone? Look, remember how many like Mike Evans was the king of the one yard touchdown. Listen, the odds say that Gronk actually isn't going to play this year. My was it minus one seventy five? <laughs> no, I, and, and, I'm not. I'm not kidding because how much of how much of that touchdown work goes immediately to Mike Evans? One, I, <laughs> I'm not joking. And last year, you know, so, Gronk didn't even play a full. And and in my head, you said it, Ryan. But it's like, mm. hey, if Mike Evans stays healthy, he is seemingly perpetually banged up. But if you actually look at the number of games started, pretty consistent. I'm going to go back from 2016, 16 games, 2017, 15, 2018, yeah. 16, 13, 16, 16. So always missing at least a game. Yeah. Consistently well, missing a little bit of time. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a couple 16 in there. And, and last year, yeah, he did miss one game. I would have to check and see if it was injury or if uh, they sat him that last week. I forget, but um, and he only had seventy-four catches, fourteen touchdowns, career high in the touchdown category. And again, you, if you're saying like, "Hey, I think the Bucks offense is going to completely fall off a cliff," okay, you're entitled to that hot take. As one hot take creator, I salute you for that spicy, spicy take. But it's possible if you're assuming somewhat similar offensive production. Who is catching the damn touchdowns? Who's catching those full point PPR catches? It's all Mike Evans. It's all Mike Evans. Yeah, I was looking at my ownership, my uh, portfolio on Best Ball to see. I, I was just making a note. I'm, I'm Ryan up. opening up week one against the Cowboys. It's good. <laughs> well, I, honestly, so I I was thinking about this because, you know, that part of. I guess part of your rankings and redraft should really, you know, do, do you like the way they're going to start? I mean, could Mike Evans lead the league in fantasy points week one? Yes. I, absolutely. I mean, the digs is not a good, that's not a good matchup um, for the Cowboys. I mean, I, I, so yeah, mental note, Mike Evans, I need more of in best ball, Sean. I think we, we were slow to adopt the concept. I, I will say I, I have, I have Godwin on maybe one team and I feel at this point foolish. Um, other guys in my top 10 of note, uh, I'm going to need more Devonte Adams. I'm going to, I have no Justin Jefferson right now. I need more Justin Jefferson. I'm good with Jamar chase. I'm good with Steph Diggs. need more Keenan Allen. Good with DJ Moore. I actually, so Sean, you asked me how many times I've drafted Tyreek Hill. I have yes. Tyreek Hill on three teams. At what percentage? 20%. Oh, okay. 
Well, now it's gonna. It's and, gonna. And in fairness, they it, this doesn't include. Cause I'm not gonna do the math with all of them. This this doesn't include the superflex or the pre-draft best ball teams. This is just the best ball mania. Okay. Well, you have a diverse. So you can do the math on how many teams I have. Not, oh, it's not crazy. All right. Still haven't done my uh, cardio. Experiment. No, you got to get your cardio club going. Oh man, fantasy football season. It's July. It's it's deep preview season. We got a ton of content coming at you. Make sure to check out the merch store. And if you want free merch, uh, easier way to do that is just go to uh, Apple Podcasts, fire away a nice rating and mm. review. Take a screenshot of that, and then open up your SGPN app. Click the contest tab, submit your screenshot through there, and you're good to go. You're automatically entered to win every Monday, aka March Monday. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. And for the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Sean, breaking news sound effect, please. We have a tennis podcast. Kramer, let it ride. <laughs> <laughs>